Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you. Restored. And these 
These are the days of your harvest. Said the fields are as white in the world who Lord is, and we are the laborers in the vineyard, and we're declaring the word of the Lord. Everybody sing. Holy for God and there is none greater than him come on in his name we are saved and in that same name all of our demons have to flee come on let's say together there's no God like Come on, clap your hands. 
God's been good to you. Has he been good to you? 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 God's been keeping your mind. God's been keeping your mind. God's been keeping your mind. Let me hear you. God's been keeping your mind. Come on, let's sing, let's say it. God's been good. God's been good to you. God's been. God's been good to you. God's been. God's been good to you. Making a way, yeah. There's no God like Jehovah. Amen. You can search far and wide. You won't find another God like Jehovah. Amen. You can't find another God like Jehovah. The only one true God. And church family, we now have the distinct privilege of going before the one true God in prayer. Amen. And as we prepare our hearts and our minds for prayer, we want to pray for those in our leadership serving at the state, federal, and local levels. We also want to pray for fathers on Father's Day. Amen. <laughs> Praise God for all the fathers out there, especially those taken after our Heavenly Father. Amen. And so as we continue to prepare our hearts and our minds for prayer, we want to remember those hospitalized. Sister Taasia Hardy, Brother Lawrence Wallington. We also want to keep in our hearts and our prayers those on our prayer list. Mother Juanita Cross, Sister Marquita Donald, Sister Doris Langford, Sister Gloria Scott, Sister Pauline Smith, Sister Danita Webb, Brother Creed Devereaux, Brother Arville Dunlap, Brother Willis Fairley, Dr. D.J. Moore, Brother Frank Stewart, Sr. Also, church family, we want to keep in our hearts and our prayers those who have lost members of their family. We want to remember sisters Mae Montgomery and Emma Devers and the loss of their nephew, 
help us be this. I want to remember Brother Bernard, Sister Deanna Turnbow, and Sister Tanya Narded in the loss of their aunt Rose May Starks. I want to remember Brother Todd McDade and Sister Cerise Cole in the loss of her mother, Sadie Cole. Friends, family, let's go before the Lord together in prayer. Eternal Lord, our God, there was none like you. There was no God like you. You are the one true God who created us to worship you. Lord, we worship you today. We praise your majestic and your holy name because there was none like you. We're so thank you that you are our heavenly father, that you have created the universe out of nothing, ex nihilo. But even more than that, we are so thankful that you have redeemed us and given us life in you. We thank you for the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who vicariously was put in our place on that cross. And the death that we deserve to have, it was all placed on him. And we are so thankful that the requirements that were written against us, he fulfilled by living that perfect life. And that he rose on that third day with all power in his hands. Lord, we give you glory and we praise you today. We call you our Lord of Lords and our King of Kings. We call you our Heavenly Father. We thank you so much for being a father to us, to those of the household of faith. We thank you so much for the love that you've shown us. Lord, your love is so tall that we can't go above it. It's so deep that we can't go beneath it. It's so wide that we can't go around it. Lord, we thank you for your love today. Lord, we thank you for the life that you've given us. Again, you not only created us, but you breathed in us eternal life and given us the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. And so we thank you for that this morning. We thank you that even though as far as the heavens are above the earth, so are your thoughts higher than ours, but we thank you for the ability to communicate with you, to go before you with Jesus as our high priest and talk directly to God our Father. We thank you for access to the throne of grace which we enjoy each and every day and even right now. So we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for your discipline, your fatherly discipline. We know that you discipline those that are your own. And so, Lord, we thank you for disciplining us and teaching us right for wrong and guiding our steps and preparing our path. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that you reward us. We thank you for the rewards that you've given us. And ultimately, Lord, we thank you that Jesus is our reward. Thank you for giving us the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your protection. We thank you that you are our refuge and our strength, our shield. We thank you for always being there for us and protecting us, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you are always with us. We thank you for your eternal security. And that even if we walk in hell, that you are there with us, Lord. We thank you that we can't go anywhere without you being by our side. We thank you that you have protected us and that you continue to keep us and continue to watch over us, and continue to guide us, and continue to lead us. Lord, we just thank you for being our Heavenly Father. And Lord, we pray for every father under the sound of my voice right now. Every father in our nation, every father in our country, every father in Omaha, Nebraska, every father of everyone here, Lord, we thank you for fathers. But Lord, we thank you so much for a Heavenly Father, which gives us the perfect example to follow after, to emulate. Lord, help our fathers to be more like you. Help our fathers to love like you loved. Help our fathers to protect like you protect. Help our fathers to give like you give. 
Help our fathers to comfort like you comfort. Help our fathers to give grace like only you give grace. Lord, we thank you for each and every father here. We ask that you would strengthen them through your Holy Spirit, that you give them the ability to be just like you, to love like you loved, and to be the leader of their families. Lord, we ask that you would bless these fathers as they're the leaders of this country, the leaders of this family, the leaders of the churches, that you would continue to work through them, the leaders of their community, Lord, that you would just give them sight to see and the strength that only comes from you. So we just thank you so much, Lord, and we celebrate them today. For, Lord, in each and every day we celebrate you as our perfect and heavenly Father. Lord, we lift our prayer list up to you this morning. We ask that you would bless every single name on it, those spoken and unspoken, that you would bless those that are in need, bless those that are hurting, bless those that are in pain, bless those that are in need of prayer, bless those that are struggling with sin, bless those that are struggling with insecurities, bless those that are struggling with confidence. Lord, help them to know that you are God and you are God all by yourself and that all they need is you, Christ Jesus. And thank you for the gift of your church, your ecclesia, your called out ones. Help us to continue to touch those lives that are in desperate need of you, to share with them your euangelion, your gospel, to share with them the good news of the great physician, to share with them that there's a joy that doesn't come from circumstances, but only comes from being in you. So we pray for peace and comfort and strength this morning. And now, Lord, we thank you so much for the mighty, mighty man of God bringing your word this morning. We thank you so much for his presence here at the Salem Baptist Church. We thank you so much for the word that he'll deliver directly from you. We ask that you will prepare our hearts to hear just from you and be blessed by you today. Strengthen him, be with him, and encourage us through him as only you can. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And we pray these things in the matchless, in the most blessed name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning and welcome to Salem News. 2023 is the year of renewal. It's our prayer that you will have a meaningful encounter with God today because at Salem, we believe the best season of your life is just ahead. Here are some highlights this week. Happy Father's Day. We honor the divine design God has for fathers and our families. Your love, your guidance, and your sacrifice are an essential part of God's plan for your children. May God continue to bless you and guide you as you lead your family with love, strength, and the wisdom of his word. Let us continue to fight for justice, equality, and a world where all are treated with dignity and respect. In observance of the Juneteenth holiday, the church administrative offices will be closed tomorrow, Monday, June 19th, and will reopen on Tuesday, June 20th at 9 a.m. Well, Salem family, we invite you to invite someone and come get strengthened in the Word of God during our virtual corporate prayer via Zoom. We'll email those who signed up via constant contact. The Zoom link will be emailed to you the Monday before corporate prayer. Please reach out to the church office to add your email address to the constant contact email list. And join us Sunday, June 25th for Graduate Recognition Sunday. We will honor our high school and college graduates for their academic achievements. To sign up your graduate to be recognized, please visit SalemBC.org or you can call the church administrative office for the link. And Salem, mark your calendars as we resume Christian Casual Sunday starting Sunday, 
July 2nd through August 27th. You're invited to join us each Sunday in your casual summer attire and our jeans. Please remember to keep it casual, Christian, and covered each Sunday. Well, here at Salem, we have many exciting opportunities and events, and we want you to get connected and get involved. To stay up to date with all church opportunities, visit our website, SalemBC.org. Also, like us on Facebook, Salem Baptist Church Omaha, on BoxCast, or subscribe to our Salem YouTube channel. I'm Cerise Cole for Salem News. Sure hope you have a great day and a wonderful week. Good morning, Salem. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Amen. Please remember all of your weekly opportunities for ministry, fellowship, discipleship, and worship very quickly. There are a few things that we want to highlight. Uh, first of all, we want to ask all of our guests, all who are sharing with us in worship, visiting with us, we're going to ask you to stand, not going to ask you to say anything, do anything, not going to ask you to say an Easter speech or anything of that nature. We just want all of our guests to please stand so that we can recognize you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So glad to have each and every one of you. Certainly want to uh, thank God for the New Life Centerpoint, New Life Church and the Centerpoint Church from Sioux Center, Iowa. Am I get, did I get that correct? Who are worshiping with us as a part of the Urban Plunge on this weekend. Thank you so much for your presence. Very quickly, we want to thank God that we had a wonderful youth weekend on last weekend. We had a wonderfully attended parking lot party. Some 700 people, 800 people were on the campus of the Salem Church throughout that day. And then uh, Minister Whitaker blessed us with the word on last Sunday. Our young people and our youth led us in worship. What a wonderful opportunity it was. Very quickly, again, uh, we want to remind you this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., uh, Thrivent Financial will be partnering with the Salem Church uh, for a shred day, a shred day from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. here on the campus of the Salem Church. And for those who have some documents that you need to shred, just come on down between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Amen? Amen. Not telling you to shred anything illegal or anything of that nature, just whatever you have that needs to be shred. 10 to 12. Flyers said 10 to 2, 10 to 12, forgive me, 10 to 12, 10 to 12 on the 24th, on this coming Saturday. Because of the holiday in July, we will be moving our communion uh, celebration to the second Sunday of July, uh, July 9th. So again, we want to prepare you uh, that again, we'll be sharing in communion on the second Sunday of July. We as has been said, we'll begin our casual Christian and covered Sundays on next on the second of July. Notice I said covered, covered, covered. Come on, Sister Johnson. Now come on, stop looking at me like that, cause you know some folk think casual is uncovered. No, you can be Christian casual and covered. Amen. So again, <laughs> a 
please remember uh, that begins on first Sunday of July. Vacation Bible School is coming up beginning on Monday, June, July 10th. Please, please, uh, we still need some uh, leaders and participants, some volunteers. As well, we, as has been said, we celebrate Juneteenth uh, on tomorrow. We praise God for the wonderful history of what God has done uh, in our country. We know there's a whole bunch left to do, uh, but we want to celebrate that day. And so again, remembering uh, the uh, progress that has been made and the burden that was laid on uh, the heart of uh, the leader of our country at that time. So it's not just another day off, it's a day of service and a day of remembrance of how far the Lord has brought us. Amen? Amen. You do know that he has brought us not a mighty long way, but all the way. Amen? Amen. And certainly it is Father's Day. We want all of the fathers to stand, fathers to stand. All of the fathers to stand. Hey, come on, let's do better than that. Come on, all of the fathers, yes. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to each and every one of you. We have a little something, something for you on uh, at the end of worship, the worship experience. It, it's not the big piece of chicken this time, but we got a little something to remind you of how much we appreciate you. Uh, very quickly, I'm so grateful, <clears throat> and I was telling the staff um, that uh, uh, Selwyn asked me what I wanted for Father's Day, and uh, they're going to get mad with me, and, and Sister Back is going to get mad with me too, but um, he asked me what uh, I, I wanted for Father's Day, and uh, I told him I'm so glad that I don't have to buy my own Father's Day gift this year. Y'all just get together and send me $25 a piece so I can go get me some chicken. Amen. That's all I want. You ain't got to buy me nothing now. And, uh, and so Friday, Friday, Sister Ken Brown knocked on my door and there was some Popeyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some Popeye's chicken. Now, Mouse is going to get real mad when I tell y'all this. And uh, so y'all going to get real mad. So I sent him a text a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, I need a favor from you, son. He said, uh, call me. He was like, what's going on? What's up? Something wrong with Selwyn? You know, what's going on? You need a favor from me. I said, yeah, I need a favor from you. Is it an emergency? I said, no, it's not an emergency. Uh, he said, what is it? I said, I, Brother Rogers, you, you may have to experience this in a few years. I said, I, I need a favor from you for Father's Day. He said, you don't ask me for favor, Daddy. What's going on? I need a favor. I said, you going to do the favor? He said, yeah, I'm going to do the favor. I said, what's the favor, Daddy? I need you to go to church on Father's Day. <laughs> he said, really, Dad, really? I said, really? He said, all right, all right, all right. So, so somewhere in St. Louis, he's in church right about now. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I told the pastor he was coming because I want evidence that he was in church. Amen. Amen. And then he actually told me he bought me something for Father's Day. And so I, yeah, I ain't got to pay for it. So that's a good thing. Amen. Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers on today. Salem, it is a giving time. Not empty-handed. When Christians come together to worship, many sing, clap, and raise their hands. Some even dance before the Lord. Often his praise swells to a high crescendo as in Psalm 150. All these expressions of worship are scriptural, but there's another expression you are commanded to do. Let's take a moment to read about it in scripture. Psalm 96, 8 says this, Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. And the Lord spoke of the three annual holy celebrations practiced by the children of Israel. The Lord, in the first person singular, gives these commands. In the closing phrase of Exodus chapter 23, verse 15 in the New International Version, he says, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. The Lord says likewise in Exodus chapter 34, verse 20, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, Moses reinforces and reiterates the Lord's directive by stating that the worshiper not only should, but must bring an offering. It says this, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. As these scriptures display, that action is called for by the individual. In Exodus 23 and 15 and Exodus 34, 20, it says no one is to appear empty-handed. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 17, it says, each of you must bring a gift. Likewise, the New Testament instructs you as individuals regarding your offerings in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. There it says this, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. As you prepare to give on today, repeat these words in your heart. Today, Lord, I have sung your praises. With my mouth I have blessed your holy name. But I will not stop there. I have not come empty-handed. I willingly and joyfully worship you with a tangible offering in proportion to the way you have blessed me. 
Amen. Amen. We praise God for the privilege to give. We do not come before the Lord empty-handed. <clears throat> Even now as we prepare to share in these moments of giving, we share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving. Now before we do that, let me remind you that those who are in the sanctuary as you exit worship, there will be persons in place to receive your tithe and your offering. For those who are part of the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church, you can mail your tithe and offering here to the church from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can bring them. You can give through our website, through PayPal, Venmo, Givelify, and you can text to give. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We praise God on today for a marvelous, marvelous Father's Day. And I praise God and we praise God for our preacher on today. He is my father and Salem's grand pastor. Amen. Before I forget this, Deacon Johnson uh, didn't remind me this year, but it was 18 years ago, Father's Day, that I came to preach at the Salem Church as a candidate. So 18 years ago, amen, I preached at the Salem Church for the first time. Praise God. 18 years. There were some days I didn't think I was going to make it 18 days, but I made it 18 years. Amen. We are grateful for our preacher on today. He has taken time out of his retired schedule to come and share with us on this Father's Day. It's none other than uh, Reverend Dr. Pastor, retired pastor, C.L. Bacchus, amen, who has pastored all together almost 60 years, but uh, at the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Kansas City, Kansas for over 50 years. And he retired in March and has been preaching almost every Sunday since. Amen. And he's just as busy in retirement as he is, as he was in active pastoral ministry. And as soon as I saw that it was official, I put in our bid uh, for him to come and share with us on Father's Day. Amen. Amen. Is it okay for me to tell everybody what your last birthday was? All right. Um, in May, he celebrated his 86th birthday. Amen. So I'll be 56 in August, so I guess there's a maybe 30 years left in me somewhere. Amen. Uh, but we praise God that he came to share with us in worship on today. Great preacher, great man of God, great leader, and we a great father. Amen. And uh, we thank God that he's come to share. My sisters are here uh, with us on today. Amen. 
they escorted him up I-29, and when I say escorted, I mean sat in the back seat and the passenger seat as he drove very rapidly from, <laughs> from Kansas City to Omaha. But I am so grateful that he is here to share with us and bless us on this Father's Day, and it is a personal blessing for me to be able to have him here uh, on this Father's Day in 2023. And you know we are in for a blessing and a challenging word from the Lord through Reverend Dr. C.L. Backus. Amen. And after our music and fine arts ministry has come and led us further in worship, the next preaching voice you will hear will be none other than Reverend Dr. C.L. Backus. Come on, put your hands together and praise the Lord in advance to what the Lord is going to do.
Pastor uh, Selwyn Backus and and uh, Daughter Marla and the rest of the congregation. It is good for us to be here. I uh, am happy to have this opportunity to share uh, with uh, Salem and and even more uh, to share <clears throat> with my baby son on the day and his wife Marla. Amen. It is just good for us to be here. Some funny things happened a few minutes ago after he told my age, I'm gonna get y'all 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 laugh if you ain't tickled, just laugh anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I opened up the water a few minutes ago, and you know how it is when you got one of the plastic bars and you're holding it tight and you take the top off water just jumped out and and run all down kind of, you know, you know. Well, I so I said, I hope since he told him how old I was. <laughs> Brother Deacon, that time it come from the water, brother. And, and you heard me say that time. I got some, I got some fellow, fellow soldiers in here know that if you don't answer when the door is knocked on, you ain't no telling what might happen next. Amen. We thank God for this, uh, <clears throat> the life of privilege. I'm happy to have, as uh, Selwyn have already uh, alluded to, uh, my two daughters here uh, this morning. Uh, to share with us uh, on our way here yesterday, I decided that uh, I was going to stop at the uh, Stutson Outlet House and, and uh, pick up me a couple of knock-around hats. Uh, I like straw hats during the summer. And, uh, and the girls, I said, well, y'all might well come on in. They went in and I they got the shopping and going on. I looked around. Brother Deacon, some of them had about five hats. <laughs> and I was happy because I said, they enjoying themselves. And they got up to the cash register. All right. <laughs> the lady got through ringing up all the stuff, and they were just standing there. And uh, of course, uh, the lady said, sir, this is your time now, you know. <laughs> I said to myself, if I'd have known they were going to do that, I'd have kept right on coming through St. Joe, St. <laughs> Joe, Missouri. But we're certainly happy to be here uh, to share with you, Salem, uh, again uh, during, during these times. Now, I done preached here uh, many times in over the years, even when Selvin was a little boy, I preached at Salem Baptist Church in Omaha, Nebraska, down the hill. And uh, so I've been here, I ain't no stranger. Uh, I know you enjoyed the choir singing this morning. I always enjoy the music. Uh, they're doing a marvelous job uh, in uh, preparing our hearts uh, for 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 the uh, music, and they was they were really singing, 
And Karen and I always remind the choir that they they were singing loud enough for the folk to hear them down uh, down the block at the uh, uh, drugstore. I hope they don't get that quiet now, you know, that, that, that it's preaching time. That y'all, that y'all say it, save any amens uh, uh, to kind of help me through this message on today. We're happy for everybody to be here. And happy Father's Day uh, to those of you who are uh, fathers. And if you would be fathers, uh, please continue to be a would-be until it's proper time. Did, did y'all get my point? Uh, uh, continue to be a would-be until you have made a decision that you're going to be uh, a father rather than just a baby giver. Now, when, when you invite an old man to preach, he might say anything, in fact. In fact, I used a couple of unusual words at Salem a couple of times, like I do everywhere else, but I'm not going to use them today. I'm going to be nice. And, uh, but uh, if you're going to be a would-be, just continue to be a would-be until you are ready to be a real father and not just somebody who produced another life. I ought to get an amen somewhere in this building on the day. I ain't picking on nobody. I'm just trying to tell you what makes sense. Amen. In, uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, and I'm kind of hoarse. I guess my allergy has been bothering me for the last couple of months, and, and so I need all of your prayers. Uh, in chapter 24, verses 14 through 16, a uh, couple of those verses that's been uh, taken out to focus on uh, as we build up to our message on the day. Uh, the writer says, now, therefore, as Joshua speaks uh, to the people of Israel, the Lord, uh, and now, therefore, he says, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and while they was in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you, uh, if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell. But as for me <coughs> and uh, my house, we will serve the Lord. And I'd like to talk to you 
a few minutes today about a good decision uh, for then and for now. Right. As for me and my house, yeah. uh, we will serve the Lord. I have made a decision for my own house that we will serve the Lord. God bless you and may keep you. You may be seated as my son would say, Selvin, in the house of the Lord. <laughs> I'm picking up uh, some new lingo here. As for me and my house, when uh, Selwyn and Benita and them was children, uh, I moved to Kansas City when they was eight, six, seven, Tasanya was two and a half, and uh, Selwyn was I don't know how old, but anyway. And, and the other kids, I moved down on Cleveland Avenue, which was uh, a block and a half east of the mill school at the time. I don't know if they called it the mill school 50 years ago, but but that's what it is now. And, and I went over to the printer's shop and got a great big sign uh, made up and put it on the outside of the house in front of my side of my front door uh, that talked about Joshua uh, 24 and 15 and it had on there as for me and my house uh, we will serve the Lord. Selwyn them and Benita them went through some hell as a result of that. Uh, when children would try to encourage them to get involved in stuff that was out of order for children, uh, they would often tell them, well, you can't act like we act. You know y'all got that sign on your house. Your daddy is a preacher and pastor, and, and it says at your house, as for me and my whole house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua says that that is a decisive decision. And since it was the will of God for him, uh, for man to be the priest, of his own house. Y'all y'all might not invite me no more. I think y'all keep me coming because you want to see how Selvin going to look <laughs> 30 years from now. I think he's going to be pretty cool. Amen. <laughs> see if he's going to look like me. Uh, as for me and my house, we will we will serve the Lord. It was a grand decision uh, for that time, and it's a good decision for now. I was about to say that I think this had to do with our, uh, the idea that it was God's intent. Uh, I believe I N-T-E-N-T. -E -N -T. I didn't learn how to spell too well when I was a boy in Mississippi, but I could spell a couple of words. It was his intense that the father or the man of the house would be the priest 
of his own family. Uh, that means that the children shouldn't be leading him to Sunday school on Sunday. Y'all going to talk with me? They shouldn't be the one taking daddy uh, from the house to church. Daddy ought to be the one that's taking them uh, from uh, the house to the church. It was his intent uh, that, the, that the father be the priest of his own house. We are cussing out the school system. Mad with the judicial system uh, because we get children and we want everybody else to raise them and discipline them and and babysit them when we was the one enjoying it when it happened. Just tell me when y'all through with me. <laughs> we expect everybody else to do it. The, the police department uh, and the superintendent of education, uh, those institutions were not put in place to raise your child. They were not instituted to be your babysitter. They were not put in place to be the initial teaching agent in the life of your child. The first teachers in a child's house ought to start at his own home. And how wonderful it would be uh, if the daddy would be the one leading that. I ain't meddling, I'm just telling you the truth. How marvelous it would be I was uh, fortunate uh, to be raised with on the farm, and and we used to go. I used to go to field with my daddy, and uh, we would plow together and chop cotton together. And he would be praying sometimes, and I thought maybe he was just talking to himself. And uh, and I think sometimes he was. If you got a whole bunch of children. If you got 12 or 14 children, they'll make you talk. <laughs> they'll make you talk to yourself, amen. But often he would be, while working uh, together, I would hear him talking to the Lord about taking care of his family. Now, he didn't pray all the time because if you ever plowed a mule, Y'all didn't come here for a history lesson, but I'm going to give you one. If you ever plowed a mule, you done cussed. I don't care who your mom and daddy was. You. When somebody tells you that you are contrary as a mule, that ain't no compliment. Mules will make you cuss. And most of the time, my daddy would be saying wholesome things until old George or old Sam wouldn't act right, and then he would shift gears. Because it looked like to me even a mule understand 
when you said hell to him instead of calling him a sweet name. Father being, being the priest of the household, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will. Yeah, he didn't leave it over, open to the children. He didn't leave it open to the underlings. The father says, I will exercise godly authority in my own house. He wasn't quite like some of us today who said, you might say uh, to somebody, well, uh, that man there is a henpecked man. And we don't argue with it anymore. We just said it depends on the hen that's pecking you. You don't mind being henpecked. It just depends on who's doing the pecking. He made a decision that his house was going to honor God. That uh, certain things were going to go on there. There was a very interesting book that had been, that I read some years ago entitled The New Tolerance by uh, Josh McDowell. This book lifts up some very frightening Issues it took uh, talked about how a cultural movement about a cultural movement that threatens to destroy you, your faith, and your children. That's the direction that our country is moving into at this hour. I've never heard so much scrambling over uh, school boards and school systems and conflict between the education system and the houses. Uh, because they're they, they spending more time trying to see who's going to get operated on than they are to teaching your children their ABC. Y'all right. about to get quiet on me. I can even say amen to the truth when I'm guilty. And I've been guilty a whole lot of time. But we, we, we are talking about, Josh McDowell said that there is a cultural war going on in America right now. Look like we go from one to the other and right out of an of, of internal and destructive uh, uh, racial division into a cultural division in our nation. And right now, we're going through a period when our political systems are trying to be politically correct and go down on the side of the most liberal people there ever been. And ain't no place too much in society for no folk like me who is talking about as for me and my house. We are going to serve, serve the Lord. I couldn't tell my daddy that I didn't feel like going to Sunday school on Sunday morning. And Selvin couldn't tell me that either. Because if, if he had her, he wouldn't still be as nice looking as he is now. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't no discussion 
about certain things that was going to go on in, in the house. They said, well, you're just trying to develop a habit. And, and, and to some folk going to church, ain't nothing but a habit. Well, it ought to be more than that. But, uh, Brother Selvin, I don't think it's the worst habit in the world you can have is to go out to the house of prayer. Because if you go out, you're going to pick up something that's going to help you have a better life before it's all over with. Now, y'all stay with me. I might pick up a little bit, but not too much more. Josh McDowell says that there is a cultural war going on, and it threatens our families. You know what? Satan knows that you cannot have a stable community. You will never have a stable school system. You can't have a stable governmental operation or no stable nothing in a nation that don't have stable families. And if the families are destroyed, Everything else we could have is going to be on shaky ground. And when you hear the quiet choir singing to a group of people like that on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, they're going to ask, what in the world can they be talking about? I'll tell you what they're talking about. They're talking about the Savior of the world who came to save us from our sins. Several years ago, the coach system got in the place of messing up. I remember a judge in Galveston, Texas, who promised to lock up any child in jail that if they mention in their school activities God in their prayer. We just ain't going to have such thing as that. Joshua says uh, that as for me and my house, uh, I will serve the Lord. Making decisions is not only is, is not the simplest thing to do in life. Uh, Jesus says that if a man goes out to build, goes to war, he ought to think before he make that decision and sit down and try to figure out whether he got the wherewithal to engage in war. There are consequences for all of our decisions. And we ought not to think about just how good it might be to and us at the time when you're making a decision. But you ought to think about the consequences of it. What is this going to cost? How is this going to affect my family, the life of my community, and uh, the family that is connected with me, and the people of God around me? Decisions have uh, consequences. One must be willing uh, to quit straddling the fence when you make a decision you got to be ready to live with the consequences. Number two, one must be willing 
to ex exert influence in others instead of being pushed around by them. I'm talking about making decisions now. Joshua made a personal decision. He told the other folk it would be wise if you wouldn't make it. But since I don't have the authority to make decisions about your house, I do have the authority to make decisions about my own house. Amen. My old mama and daddy used to say, well, uh, we would throw it up to them, well, so-and-so, them kids over there do so-and-so and so-and-so. They said, they ain't none of my kids. You my kids. I don't live over there. That's where they live. If you're in my house, uh, y'all going to talk to me. Uh, you're going to do so and so and so. A discussion, even for Christ, must not be made lightly. One must be willing to go public with one face when you make a decision for Jesus Christ. One must be willing to follow through with everything you got when you make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Joshua called a news conference when he had got into the promised land, had given out the land and give all the 12 tribes of Israel their assigned property. Then he called them all together to remind them uh, that Moses had left some laws on the book and intended for them to do the best they could to live by those laws. So number one, Joshua's decision was based on his sense of history. History taught him that he could trust God. He remembered how uh, God had brought them out of the land of Egypt. He remembered the affair at the Red Sea when God brought them cross on dry ground. His decision was made uh, on a sense of history. I need to pose a question to you today. Is there anybody in Salem today who know that God will stand with you if you make the right decision for him? What God had done for Moses at the Red Sea, how he had fed the children of Israel in the wilderness, and how God had led Joshua across Jordan, his triumph at Jericho. All was foundations of the sense of Joshua's history. I'm here to tell you God can take care of a godly home. You do not have to do a whole lot of things you didn't have no business doing. I was raised in a house with 14 children and, and two parents. I don't know how they got 
14 children in a house that didn't have but two bedrooms in it. And we slept in the same room with them part of the time. But we kept on having the midwife to come. I don't know how God done it, but we had bootleggers in the community. We had crooks and folk who would steal, but my daddy didn't allow none of that to go on in our house. But I'll never remember being hungry a day in my life. We didn't have much to live on, but we had a whole lot to live for. Am I going to get a witness here? Had something to look forward to in the days to come. There's a sense of history I wish America would be able to understand its history well enough to live up to some of the changes that are being made. I didn't think I was going to be able to get this in this sermon, and maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to put it in there anyway. We live now under a government uh, that is talking about how uh, the political systems are weaponizing uh, the government turning the CIA and the Department of Justice into weaponizing their enemies. They don't seem to forget that when I was a boy in Mississippi, that the people who were in charge of things back then weaponized the system ever since I've been in America. I remember a boy for a deacon named Ira Williams that was raised up in our community and his daddy was named Ira Senior. Ira got up and decided that he was going to public work that year and he wasn't going to help his daddy farm. And they lived on uh, Mr. Redden's plantation. You hear me? I'm still calling him Mr. Redden when he'd been, he been dead 70 years. I'm still calling him Mr. Red. <laughs> and one day, Selwyn, they asked Mr. Irie, where your boy, Irie, he ain't going to help you plow this year? And Mr. Irie said, no, he going to public work this year. He, he working in Memphis. He ain't going to plow, he said. And then Mr. Irie told him, that's my boy. He ain't none of yours. You ain't got nothing to do with what he do. And they went up town, saw Mr. Joe Hayes, who was the fellow who sent people off to the army. And two weeks later, they took the army because Ira didn't chop cotton and put him in service. In less than two weeks, he had a uniform on. Y'all, I think y'all miss what I'm saying. They took the army and weaponized their enemies yeah. 70 years ago. Uh -huh. And right now, just because somebody 
It done got indicted that they don't lack it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't going to call no more names. I ain't want people to get upset. Now, all of a sudden, since somebody is being indicted that is in their community, we done start to use in the same service that they beat the hell out of us with yeah, yeah. years ago to weaponize the people at this house. They don't have a sense of history. History will repeat itself. Joshua said, as for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. And we're going to do it because God done brought us from a mighty long way. Do I have a witness here? Number two, Joshua uh, had a sense of history as well as his point of reference. Uh, God gave him the necessary courage to stand firm in his faith. Even when there was darkness all around him, he still remembered that he had had some good days and he'd had some bad days. He'd had some hills to climb. But I believe Joshua said, my good days. If y'all going to talk with me, I'll outweigh my bad days. Uh, therefore, I will not complain. He had a sense of history. Listen, if you raise your children, you bring them on down here to vacation Bible school and let these uh, old deacons and old ladies who got head rags on, they used to have on head rags. They got wigs on now. Let them, let them, let them help your children to have some moral and spiritual values. And when they go and get tough, if they've been raised in a moral and spiritual environment, yes, they'll have a sense of reference. Yeah, yeah. They'll know, like the prodigal son says in my father's house, yes, there uh, is plenty uh, love and plenty food, and I perish because of hungry, yeah. because he had a point of reference. Well, if all your child know it to be called a little uh, bad name and telling him there ain't going to be nothing, and he's just like his old granddaddy, and, and sometimes y'all say like your daddy right in front of everybody. If that's all he ever hear, more than likely, that's what he going to be, uh, she going to be in life. But if you teach them some moral and spiritual values, when they go and get tough and the road get rough and the hills are hard to climb, they'll decide at that time to make Jesus their choice. Do I have a witness here? 
Historically, God had been a good God to the people of Israel and delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh. And meanwhile, I'd like to repeat that song that says, Be not dismayed, whatever betide, because God will, I say, God will take care of you. And beneath his wing of love abide. God will. Do I have a witness here? God will take care of you. Do I have a witness in Salem this morning? Mama them said he'll be bred in a starving land. Water in dry places. Come to keep her at a midnight hour. A doctor in a sick room. He'll be a come to keeper at a midnight hour. He'll stick closer than a brother. That's the kind of God we serve. And Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will, we will, we will serve the Lord. Last but not least, Joshua had a sense of mission to both God and his fellow man. Since I trusted him, I'm going to tell the world that there's a Savior that you can carry your troubles too. When you burden and don't know what to do, go to him. I dare you go to him. Go to him in secret prayer. Leave all your burdens right there. Take your burden. I said, take your burden. I don't care how little they are. Take your burden. I don't care how dark it is. Take your burden. I don't care how heavy they are. Take your burden. No matter how long it looks like they're going to last, take your burden to the Lord and leave them there. He sure will. He sure will. He sure will. Ah, he sure will take care of you. Ain't he all right? Anybody know he is? As for me and my house, somebody here need to make that decision. As for me and my house on this Father's Day in 2023, as for me and my house, we will, we are serving the Lord. It was a good decision. It was a good decision then, and it's a good decision to make right now. If we want our people, I ain't talking about no ethnic groups now. 
I'm talking about people in America. We all sisters and brothers. We're going to either make it without each other, with each other, or we're going to be destroyed without each other. We need to pray for our nation to come together and realize that there's such thing as what is right, what is fair, and what is just. And it ought not to have no color to it. I don't care where it come from. We ought to be working around, trying to do all we can to create citizens for one society so we can move forward and everybody can do it, but we can't do it by leaving God out because I hope I don't bust your bubble because some of y'all in here think you already perfect, but it ain't too much to us. We are sinners, and at our core of our being, we have been sinners born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and without the help of God, we're going to fail. I don't care how hard we try. You can have a degree from the best institutions in America, and it don't mean that your heart is going to be no better. It just means that you learn how to be smoother and slicker and more polished when you do your low-down day. Only God can make us better from the inside out so that we can love our neighbors as ourselves. Do good to those that despitefully use us and pray for our enemies. Only God can give us what we need to do that. We do not possess it within ourselves. I don't care what family we moved in. Joshua realized that if the Lord were not the head of his house, he could not possibly consider making the statement that he made. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It was a good decision over 3,000 years ago, and it's a good decision in 2023. Even as you stand to your feet, put your hands together and praise the Lord for the message and the messenger. Amen. Joshua made a good decision then, and it is a good decision now to serve the Lord. And it's a good decision today to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone ought to say today, I decided to follow Jesus. I decided to give my life to him. The Bible reminds us that we can serve him, we can be saved by him if we make that decision to give our lives to him. Romans 10 reminds us if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And you ought to make that decision today. 
So if you're here in the sanctuary of the Salem Church, you've not made your own confession of faith. This is your opportunity to make a step of faith. Come down, give your life to the Lord, be a part of the Lord's family. Or if you're saved, but for whatever reason, you don't have a church home, you don't have a church family, this is an opportunity for you to make that step of faith and become a part of the family of faith here at the Salem Baptist Church as the choir leads us. You ought to come today. What a wonderful thing it would be every Father's Day to be able to remember that it was this day that I gave my life to the Lord, that I made a decision to give my life to Him. Why don't you come? Yes, he will. Even as you are seated, come on one more time, put your hands together and praise the Lord. Amen. Again, to our fathers, we want to say to you, Happy Father's Day. We're going to ask you to stand one more time. Amen. We have a little bookmark for you. It has on it Psalm 103, 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Amen. Amen. Our ushers are going to come at this time and give our fathers their bookmarks. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, once you get your bookmark, you can sit down and make sure we have covered everybody. Amen. Amen, right here to my left, right here to my left, right here to my left. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you again to our fathers. And now we know we're going to take our fathers out to eat and treat them and give them their gifts that they deserve. If you haven't got the big piece of chicken, that's right. If you have not got your card yet, you can still go to the store. There are plenty of them on the rack. Trust me. Trust me don't have to worry. Amen. To our fathers again, we are grateful for each and every one of you. <clears throat> I was thinking on last night, and 
praying for fathers, fathers both that felt at, felt as if they were successful fathers and even those who struggled as fathers. Praying for both sets. Amen. Amen. Because at one moment or another, we were a little bit of both. Struggling or successful. Amen. Amen. But we praise God for you, fathers, and we are grateful for each and every one of you. Now, we had one of our choir members uh, who fell ill. So as you exit, the rescue squad may still be out there. We, we, we don't need any medical specialties from anybody who's a part of the Salem Church. Amen. They got it. So just walk right on by. Amen. Keep your phone and your purse or in your pocket. No Facebook and none of that. Amen. When you walk by, just pray. Don't stop. Just, just head on out, all right? Can we agree on that? Amen. Amen. We're going to ask you to stand. Come on, let's praise God for Dr. Backus one more time. Amen to all of our guests, both in the sanctuary and in the virtual sanctuary. We praise God for each and every one of you. Let's bow our heads again, Lord. We love you and thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the preached word on today and for the preacher. We thank you, God, for Dr. Backus, for Pastor Backus, for Daddy Backus. We thank you for my father sharing with us and challenging us through the word of God on today. We pray your continued blessings upon him and upon his life and upon his ministry as he moves forward, continuing to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ through your word. To all of our guests, we are grateful for them. We pray for those who have come from a distance that you would uh, keep them safe as they travel to their various homes and each and every one of us as we move to our final destinations for this day. We pray that you would allow us to arrive and find that all is well. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God said together, Amen. Amen and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.